still vibing to our Dude, theme song it's i was so literally good. over here grooving i'm like i'm dancing over here it's so freaking good i love our theme song uh, i know it's funny it's amazing too that we as soon as we we found it we were like this one is it because there was a couple of others that sounded kind of cool shout out to uh what i don't even remember what what side i was using <laughs> shout out to whatever <laughs> side i was using uh, i searched for like ufo weird and then it gave me all these like rap songs with like like little ufo <laughs> sounds in the in the in the beat but yeah this one was definitely the winner that one's perfect i don't know why it just feels it feels right welcome to the inaugural episode of i que feo yes welcome everybody amigos amigas uh white Bros. people yeah whoever whoever's out there listening Generally, everybody. You. I don't care if it's just our family, to be honest with you. I was telling Jessica that, like, I just want this to be Jessica's my wife, by the way. We're going to have to explain who people are, Jay, whenever <laughs> we start talking about them. Um, I was I was talking to my wife, Jessica, earlier, and basically we were just talking about how I don't even care if this is just like our family listening, because I want to like when my memory fades and I have Alzheimer's, I want to be able to like listen to some of our family stories and remember them for what they were. Uh, and and maybe even share them with like our nieces and nephews or our children or you know whomever down the road. We're gonna have like an like an archive of all of our stories. Oh, definitely. When our nieces come of age, we're we're like gonna like tie them down, force them to listen to the podcast. And Melanie and William may disapprove, but I'm sorry, guys. Oh, they definitely will. We're gonna go ahead and say I'm sorry, <laughs> William and Melanie. That's my brother and my sister in law. Uh, they have three beautiful. Uh, girls and i'm just like waiting for the moment to introduce them to horror like they they tried to introduce them to scooby-doo but apparently it was too scary for them which is pretty funny because mom thought scooby-doo was too scary for us dude apparently i like had the girls watch Coraline, but i like don't remember this like i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't remember how it happened but i remember melanie was talking to me about it and she was like yeah the girls had like nightmares for like a week <laughs> my girls. bad y'all Look, dude, I don't I think what it was was that I put it on and I thought it wasn't as bad as it was. And looking back, it is as bad as it as it is. Yes. So in the same way that I traumatized you, uh, like leaving it out for you to see way too young, you did the same thing to the <laughs> girls. Okay, but like to be fair, guys, don't judge Michael as an older brother. He did. He got Coraline, and if you guys don't know, it's really it's pretty much a creepy tim burton animation what was it like stop stop motion yeah it's stop motion so it's very it's very tim burton-esque i don't think it was tim burton but i want to say he was at least a producer or something in it you you won't be able to tell the difference you'll think it's tim burton it looks i mean the movie is awesome i watch it every halloween it is like downright scary though and i remember michael i think i was like what what was i like six seven yeah that sounds right and he was like gonna watch it but then last minute he was like never mind so I was Which, like, the okay. worst thing to do to a kid, right? 
dude, literally, I was like, I'm gonna just wait till he's not around. And then me and of my course. friend were at the apartment and we put it on and dude, it was so creepy. I remember my friend, uh, you'll hear about her a lot. She was my childhood best friend. Uh, we'll call her May. But uh, I remember her mom came over and like complained to my mom and was like, um, she's been having nightmares like every day. <laughs> You guys uh, need to stop whatever you're watching. I love that that was the influence we had on the children of Cathwood, our old neighborhood. Um, yes. We'll probably have to come back and cover Coraline in it, like an entire episode. because Oh, definitely. It's so good. Um, but I mean, that was obviously like me wanting to introduce you to horror as soon as possible. And I'm so glad that uh, <laughs> you ended up loving horror anyway, because now that's like, I'm going to say 80% of the conversations we have. So that's probably why we uh, uh wanted to do this as well is that we love horror we love everything scary and creepy shit and for the most part i blame my mother just because she wanted to protect me so badly she didn't let me watch scooby-doo i remember i would hide my goosebumps books from her and Same. i think that's what made me even more interested in it because it was like forbidden oh yeah and then when when i was growing up when i was like I don't know, like seven or eight years old, my parents were going to this like really strict church, which we're going to come back and talk about church. I'm sure a lot on our podcast because we have a <laughs> lot of we have a lot of thoughts about it. Um, but I mean, they, it started even back then where I wasn't allowed to watch like uh, or, or read the Harry Potter books because the church said that they were bad. Uh, uh, I wasn't dude. allowed to celebrate Halloween, you know, which is like not cool for kids. Don't do that to your children. Um, and uh love you mom <laughs> love you dad <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have That's a lot okay. of that we can air out we can air out some dirty laundry um but so so we we didn't have that and then also um same exact thing as jay like i was you know my mom wouldn't would say like don't don't read any scary books you're gonna have dreams at night of course i'd be screaming at night but i, I at least i read my goosebumps <laughs> you know or something um we just couldn't stay away from it and i think uh um you know, you'll you'll learn about this as we, you know, do episodes going forward. Uh, but I think a lot of this love for scary stuff comes from our family. Like most of our family has experienced paranormal stuff since when we were young. And I think that there was times in my life where, where you know, when I was a kid, it used to scare the crap out of me hearing about it. Uh, when I was a teenager, of course, like I became like, oh, you know, purely materialist, like there's you know that there's no way that any of this is real like just like god isn't real and anything else right so like i kind of lumped <laughs> everything in together and it wasn't until like i think like later on into my mid-20s or like later on where i was like starting to have my own experiences again even though i, I mean I, I i can't believe i went through that phase because when i was a kid i, I obviously had some pretty profound experiences but i kind of just basically like gaslighted myself into thinking that i didn't but anyway we'll talk more about that Dude, I cannot believe you were like that because, guys, the the Michael that I know, like, probably, like, I feel like you wouldn't be surprised if little green goblins existed and they were, like, traveling around secretly. Of course. I think they're just a manifestation of something else. So, yeah, absolutely. Why not? So we should we should probably mention who we are. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, we we already went on a tangent and yeah, that's probably what it's going to be. This is going to be our show. I'm sorry. I have literally been diagnosed with ADHD. I'm not saying that as a cutesy thing. Like I really, so we're going to be ranting a lot. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about who we are. All right. So I'm Jalen. I'm Michael's little sister born here in America. 
and our parents, my mom, Denora, she's El Salvadorian, my dad's Honduran, and that's why you'll notice that the show will be very Spanglish, because that's just kind of how we talk. And especially when we're around our family, if you're just trying to learn about Spanish culture, you'll probably get at least something. It's going to be all paranormal related, so it's going to be a ton of paranormal, like, like <laughs> all these all these things my mom says. Yes. We'll probably we'll try our best to translate <laughs> as best as we can to English the phrases, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, we're also not Duolingo or uh, what's the other one that they do now? Bibble, yeah. Babble? Babble. Oh, not Bibble. Yeah, yeah. You have those apps. Babble. They're not sponsors of the show, so I don't know. So, so yeah, Jay's actually thirteen years younger than I am. We have our bro- my old, our older brother who's in his late thirties. I'm in my uh, in my uh, early 30s, so there's like a big sparse age gap between us all, um, which is actually something about the show that I'm really looking forward to is the kind of like millennial, my I guess like my background, more millennial growing up with all this different uh, culture versus like Jay's views as more of like Gen Z. You know, like I, I wonder how often we're going to agree on things like horror, <laughs> like, like movies, like revisiting classics, things like that. Dude, I'm so excited because... Yeah, like Michael said, I am Gen Z, so I, I'm probably what you would call an iPad kid, just like immediately shoved with technology and the internet, unlimited access, probably should have been restricted. Uh, no hate to my family. Um, <laughs> you guys know. didn't know. They didn't know. <laughs> we were the guinea pigs. It's okay. Uh, I turned out I turned out okay. You yeah. know, I'm yeah. all right. We're doing a horror podcast, so I'm sure that, uh, you know, I think that's healthy. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, yeah. Uh, essentially, we just we oh, love all things. Oh, my name is Michael, by the way. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot to say that. <laughs> I forgot to say that. That's like the whole point of this introduction. My name is Michael, guys. Uh, my family calls me Mickey. Yeah, just like Jay. I mean, I had a very similar upbringing to Jay, and and I mean, it it brought us to when we both kind of like I guess realized that we had this love for horror and like hearing creepy stories and like. I mean, we know we just started getting obsessed with it. Every time we'd hang out, we would go somewhere like we went to the Georgia Guidestones, which you should check out if if you if you don't know anything about it. We um, re- went back to the uh, old stomping grounds of a place where we you will hear about this like haunted place that we used to live at. But we'll talk more about that later because that's going to be a pretty big episode. Yeah, our family just like I feel like everyone likes to act like they haven't experienced anything. But once you actually have a conversation with somebody and you're like, hey, have you ever had anything weird happen to you? They're like, no. And then they're like, well, actually. And then they'll tell you the most like horrific, downright yeah. weird shit <laughs> ever. Oh, yeah. There was that one time I saw a black mass or some shit like that. It's always something crazy. An actual quote from my cousin, by the way. She did say that she saw a black mass, guys, yeah. at a funeral. We, we got, yeah, we got some audio of that. We'll probably play that down the road. So we're doing the show because, uh, one, as you can tell, we love horror. We love creepy shit. Uh, but as we were as we've been talking about, most of our family has experienced paranormal events since we were young. It's just kind of like Jay says, like most of the time, like when you ask our family members, they won't immediately say like, oh, yeah, of course. No, they'll have to think about it. And then they'll tell you some profound story that's just like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> what, what, what? Like, how do you even forget about that? How do you not think about that every day? That's freaking crazy. Um and uh, we should, Jay, we, why don't, we should talk about where the name comes from, Aikefeo. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay, if you're Hispanic and you're listening, 
you'll probably have, like know you probably heard this like from your parents but it literally translates to like what like how ugly oh how ugly <laughs> oh how ugly yeah um and we are very familiar with this phrase and that's just because every time me and michael meet up to be fair we're always watching like some like horrific movie or show Our around my mother, mother. yes <laughs> our poor mother she's the most scared woman ever <laughs> yeah okay my mom you'll hear from her you'll hear you'll hear her and you'll be able to tell what kind of person she is but every time we're watching something she'll always look over and i feel like it'll be at the worst moment too like it'll be like some like murders going on or like some really creepy shit some, she'll like, just be like naked zombie woman yeah <laughs> Every time they're naked. I know. <laughs> I know. She and then and then she'll be like, You guys only like to watch scary things. You guys are gonna be dreaming later. That's literally what she always says. Van a estar soñando. Van a estar soñando. Yeah, I'm gonna try to not fill the fill the podcast with just me making my impression of mom because I like <laughs> anytime Jay and I hang out, we're just like quoting mom <laughs> half the time because she just has so many funny sayings and this one being one of them, I que feo. I get miedo. I know, like you know, she's always saying like, "Oh God, oh no!" Like, <laughs> very, very. She's a very scared woman, and I mean, as we'll get into, you. I mean, she had her her own experience when she was really young, and I think ever since then, um, she's kind of been kind of like marked. You know, she it's kind of yeah. it's something that she she knows a lot about intuitively. We're gonna talk more about that because I actually learn a, a lot from mom. Like we like to joke about her, and like she says all these funny things, but she actually has a lot of profound insights about like when, when, you know, there's like a, for example, a, a very common thing that our family has is like premonition dreams, you know, dreams where uh, yes. something will, will happen, you know, something will happen later that was basically was told to us in this dream. Um, mom's had that. And, and she's, she's always provided a lot of great insights about like, I guess some of the things that she's learned about it, but at the same time, it's so funny because She's so wise in this in this manner, kind of like this like Latin American like witch woman type thing. Um, but she's so wise in this manner, but then she's also so scared of everything. Like <laughs> I think it's her her own experiences that freaked her out. Yeah, my our poor mom, she's definitely gone through some like crazy shit. So I do not blame her at all for not Pobrecita. Pobrecita. Oh my god, guys. <laughs> I love you, mom. La quiero mucho. I hope you listen to the show. Dude. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Voy a ser bien malcriado, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ma, okay? No, no me castigues. Don't, don't punish me, okay? I'm sorry. It'll be a lot of that. So, yeah, guys, our, our mom is a central figure in our lives, uh, and a lot of the stories stem from my mom. We're, I think I, we might get into one of her early stories a little bit later. Um, uh, but... oh, definitely. And then on top of all that, guys, the, I would say one of the last reasons why we're doing the show is because we actually lived in a haunted house. Um, and and I think it was a culmination of a lot of things. Um, but I think whenever we end up eventually telling that story, we'll probably have my brother on and, um, you know, maybe maybe mom or, you know, we'll 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 have to cover it extensively because there's so many different aspects of it. Um, our whole family lived together in this house uh, in the middle of nowhere in, in rural Georgia there was there was definitely something that was going on and uh we can't wait to tell you about it no that house was haunted like definitely it was haunted, haunted as fuck. i did not live there i was not in existence yet but this is like it almost feels like a famous like origin story in our family because i swear i've heard from many different family members 
like so yeah. many weird things about that house. It's literally a family legend at this point. It is. It is. So yeah, we're, we'll we'll tell that story. We're gonna start off light today. We're gonna tell you some of our stories, but we're not gonna give you the juicy stories until a little bit later because we want to cover them. You know, after we have a little bit of time to get into the just to kind of get a feel of the show and what we want it to be. Um, so you know, let, let, so let's get into that, Jay. Like maybe like things that the uh, audience can expect. Yeah. So of course we're gonna tell kind of our own stories. However, we also want to go over some paranormal cases, some true crime cases, because we also like our true crime. Uh, that's the real life horror. Probably some, oh yeah, some interviews as well, just because we know a lot of people who are willing to share their stories, and that'll be really cool. Yeah. And we also want to interview maybe some potential listeners. If any of you guys out there have a weird story, we'd love to interview you. Yeah. Reach out to us, iquefeopod at gmail.com. That's A-Y-Q-U-E-F-E-O-P-O-D at gmail.com. We'll repeat it at the end of the show. But yes, send us your stories. We'll interview you because it's so funny, Jay, because I feel like I'm like a magnet for these stories. I am very cognizant of keeping my mouth shut about my paranormal beliefs until someone starts talking about it. And then I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I, I can unload on you now. <laughs> You know, and uh, but yeah, it was so funny. We were just hanging out with some uh, with some of our of our neighbor friends uh, just like a couple nights ago. And this girl just starts telling us about the story. And I'm like, what? Like I'm, I'm every time I meet someone, they tell me like a paranormal tale about themselves within a few days, like within the first like few instances that I meet them. And I'm not initiating that conversation. I feel like they must know. They must be like, he looks like he would. Right. I'm like a story yes. collector. Yes. Very much so. And I feel like almost everyone has had something weird happen to them. Like the Definitely. most random people I've met will think that they haven't had anything happen to them. But we'll definitely have to get into those stories because it's some like bizarre shit. Like I, I don't know how I would explain it. Yeah, I feel like skeptics are skeptics until they have something happen to them. I mean, that's literally how it was for me. Like I, I had experiences, forgot about them, and then... And then I stopped being a skeptic after some stuff started rocking my world a little bit. And so, yeah, we're going to get into all that. Yeah, dude. So do you want to go ahead and talk about your experience in Wilmington? Yeah. So, so yeah, I want to start off like really light. I want to just like maybe give you guys a little bit of like a very short but sweet introductory story to kind of get you into this world that we'll be in uh, on our show. So just recently, my 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 wife and I went on our anniversary trip um, to uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. We we like love that town. It reminds us a lot of uh, I I don't know if I should call it my hometown. It's one of my hometowns now, uh, but Jay's hometown of Athens, Georgia. It reminds mm -hmm. me a lot of Athens, Georgia. Kind of it's like it's a college town, but there's a lot of cool like witchy shit out there. Um, a lot of movies were filmed out there. Like one of my favorite movies ever, like Blue Velvet, was filmed out there. Um, I know what you did last summer. There's a lot. Of, it's it's a very it has has a creepy vibe to it, right? And I love it, of course, because of that. Uh, but that creepy vibe is only fun when you're, you know, kind of just like you're in the mood for it, right? Mm -hmm. It's not so much fun somewhere where you feel you need to feel safe, right? And that's you know we were at our at an, an Airbnb that we stayed at there. So this Airbnb is like right in downtown Wilmington. It's it's beautiful. It doesn't. The the ambiance of this place doesn't necessarily feel creepy right away, 
it just, it, there's a feeling about it. And it's funny because I've always heard people talk about um, this feeling of like, like you're being watched. And sometimes like, you know, like pe people feel that and, 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 you know, you call it instinct, call it whatever. I, I don't feel that, that feeling very often. Um, but while we were at this place, the entire time we were there, it felt like I was being watched and it just, it, so it was a weird feeling. Cause I'd never like this felt different. And my wife is kind of like, she is freaked out by everything, just like my mom. <laughs> um, and so I, I didn't tell, I wasn't telling her about anything that was, that was remotely creepy. Right. I didn't want to even put that in her head because then she'd be all freaked out. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we're, it's like our first, we had just gotten there. It's been like maybe like an hour or two and we're just chilling in the, in the kitchen, like starting to like, I don't know, get ready for dinner or something. And all of a sudden we hear like knocks like really close to us. Right. So I'm like, did someone just knock the front door? So I go to the front door and I check, right. There's no one there. I'm like that's, that was weird. I don't know where that came from. And then it hasn't even been a minute and I, and, and we hear two more knocks and I'm like, Hmm, I don't know where that's coming from. Cause like I go to the front door again, there's no one there. And we're both like Jessica and I are like, at, at this point, you, I could tell she was really freaked out. She was like oh, looking at no. me all wide eyed and like, and I'm like, it's, I'm like, I don't know. It's weird. It's probably like maybe downstairs or something. And so like, we're both kind of just quiet trying to listen for it and it, and it does it again. Right. So we're like, Hmm, it's so weird. Um, so like Je Jess goes into the, uh, into the bathroom to use the bathroom and she comes out of it really like creeped out. And she's like, uh, I just, uh, heard the knocks again, but I felt them on my foot. Like she felt as if someone was knocking on the floor on her foot, basically. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, that's that's weird. She felt it on her foot. She's like, oh my god, it was right there, and like she's pointing at the floor where where she felt it, right? And okay, keep in mind we we are in a second floor. So the 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 thing about this story is that there's probably there there can be a prosaic explanation if we really look into it. There probably there could be. It was just the way that this was all happening did not feel that way. Okay, um, because we are on the second floor. So okay, right away. So my brain immediately is like, okay. While I am open to paranormal things, there's probably someone downstairs or something. Who knows? But I get it in my mind. I'm like, oh, Jess, maybe it's like something that wants to communicate with us. And so I'm like, kind of like half joking. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to knock to it and see if it responds. So I do like two knocks. It does two knocks right back. Oh, no, nah, dude. So we're like, we're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> um, and then I like I, I felt the spot where Jessica was saying on the like in the bathroom floor where she was like she felt the knocks, right? Like it was definitely like it was like right below where that was. Um, and so just, you know, I do it one more time. I just like, OK, <laughs> I'm going to psych myself out. I just I just want to like, you know, if I break this pattern, if they don't knock back, then, you know, whatever. Right. So I knock again. And it knocks again, like right after, right after me, the same amount of knocks too, two knocks. And so at this point I'm like, okay, it's probably, you know, it's probably just people downstairs, Jess. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. And so, you know, we go upstairs. This is like a, uh, this was a, a two-story place and we're still hearing the knocks for like, I don't know, at least like five or 10 more minutes and it stopped. So we, we try to forget about it. <laughs> 
you know, but we were already freaked out because when I first got there, I was feeling watched. And then, and then you get those knocks, right? So that night, you know, like anytime you stay anywhere else, that's not your home. Like you have a, like a rough time sleeping your first night. Um, yeah. So, so that happens. Right. But we both felt that way that night. And <laughs> Jessica, especially like when, when we woke up in the morning, she was very like, like drowsy. She was kind of like, I did not sleep at all. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. And she's like, she, we will, we go and get coffee and we're just sitting down and we're like, kind of just like, we're like, I was like, how'd you sleep? You know what she's telling me? And then she, she, and she like, you can tell she's kind of like, she wasn't sure if she wanted to tell me about this, but she like says like, the weirdest thing happened to me last night. She was like, I was like laying in bed. We hadn't like, we had just laid down and she said like, like we were just laying in bed, every, you know, obviously you hear people and stuff on the street, like this is not a completely silent place. She's laying in bed and she says that all of a sudden she hears one dog bark, but she said it wasn't, she didn't hear it in her, like, like she didn't hear it like auditorially or whatever the word is. She heard it. She said in her mind, it's like, if you just like imagined like a dog bark, but it just came out of nowhere. And, you know, mm -hmm. we have our dog Zelda, right? She wasn't with us. She she was staying like uh, with her in-laws and this was not Zelda's bark. She said like, this is, this was another dog's bark. And and she said that it really freaked her out. And she's like really like kind of just like looking around and, and she had a really hard time going to sleep that night. So so that was like one thing that we were just like, okay, weird, you know, kind of just again, a couple of weird things going on here. We're we don't really know what to think. But we're kind of just going going about our business. The the next day, I think we were we were going somewhere. Jessica was already outside waiting, and I had to run back inside to grab something. I don't remember. And so I run back inside to the Airbnb and I'm like using the bathroom and outside in the hallway, um, I hear little kid like running, just like, like the scuffling of like kids running. I didn't hear any right. kids. I just heard like, you know, if you, if like, if you hear our nieces, if you hear them running, but not like they they weren't like I didn't hear any children's voices right, but I heard it like right outside of my of my bathroom like in the hallway, so I'm like uh what <laughs> what the hell? Nah, dude, that's that's <laughs> no, dude, I would have been so freaked out. There's something about children too that's very that 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 like has a very special like creepiness to it, right? Yes, dude, and. So later, uh, I don't even remember like the like the exact order of when this happened, but it was sometime later. It could have been the same day, could have been the next day. Jessica tells me that she randomly, like she, again, she was laying down at night, starting to fall asleep, and she says that she heard. children laughing no she heard children laughing now you know obviously again going to skeptic prosaic explanation maybe people outside right but we went to bed and it was like i mean this was past midnight it's probably like 12 31 right there's probably there's you know you hear people going down to like bars and stuff you don't hear kids laughing outside you know it's like close to one in the morning nah dude 
So she that's it. so she heard children laughing, right? So this poor my poor wife did not sleep at all while we were there. Um, so I think it's our last morning there. You know, we're like we're so ready to leave, and we go downstairs, and downstairs of like like right below this uh, um, Airbnb is actually a coffee shop. I wasn't sure what business was uh, below the the. Uh, Airbnb because there's actually like a row of businesses kind of like downtown Athens Jay yeah and so you know we go downstairs we go we go get coffee and we had just done a ghost tour that same weekend too and so we we were talking to the barista and we're like yeah it sounds like Wilmington's kind of like like a scary like haunted place because you know the ghost tour had all this all these crazy stories and the barista starts to say like yeah uh, actually like because they have a long coffee bar she said actually recently for us every time uh, like a, a child or, or a baby was coming in if they walked past this area past the bar they would like start to cry like all of them every kid that walked that like went into that area oh no they would all start to cry and it dawned on me that like that area where where like that she was referring to was literally right below where we were hearing those knocks the like a couple days before so it's weird it's like there's nothing near it it'd be like someone would have had to be on a chair standing on top of this to like start hitting the the, the ceiling or something in order for, for us to get those knocks we got so i mean it's just kind of like uh, i don't know yo no <laughs> dude that's plain weird okay yeah skeptics i don't care that is weird you gotta admit that's weird dude Anything with kids just, like, creeps me out. Like, even sometimes my my nieces, they'll say some creepy shit, man. Like, I was telling uh, Michael, I remember one time I was babysitting my nieces, and I literally hear, like, like kind of, like, like little footsteps upstairs. And we're all downstairs. Like, all my nieces and me are downstairs, and the dog is downstairs. And then I'm like, I'm like... Lily, what was that? Lily's one of my nieces. And I usually always ask her because she's the oldest. So she's just like, she's the smartest. So she always just says stuff how it is. And then she's like, oh, we have a doll that sometimes likes to get up and walk around. Ma'am, what? No, thank you. No. <laughs> and didn't you ask her to like clarify? Yeah, I did. That was the explanation. Just a doll likes to get up and walk around. I told Melanie and William and they just laughed it off. Look, they always I know do. Kids. They always just laugh it off every time. Like they, William and Melanie have had like their own weird stories at like the lake house. We'll, we'll have to have William talk about that. Definitely. And, and they were still like, "Oh yeah, man, it's kind of weird." Like, yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah, it was weird, dude. I remember. I just felt like so. Like I was like, "Yo, what?" I'm not trying to be in the next Chucky Annabelle movie. Like, no. Yeah. And. What's so weird is that I feel like my niece, Lily, she's very, like, she's very smart and logical. She kind of reminds me of me when I was a kid in that she acts, maybe it's like an older sibling thing, but she just acts very adulty. So it was just yeah. kind of weird to come from her. It was definitely very unsettling. Yeah, she doesn't, she's not one to just make stuff up. And they don't watch anything horror. Like, they're not allowed no. to. Coraline was probably the first. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that. That's really creepy, and it makes me want to go to Wilmington more. 
let me tell you so like so we actually did do a ghost tour while we were there we're gonna have to do it shout out to the wilmington ghost tour at the black cat shop that place is awesome go visit it go give them your money but they do a ghost tour and one of the stories that guy told us about uh, was about this dog that, that that basically died in this in, in a building that was close by like trying to save its owner and so they found oh. the dog like they, like the, like the dog like helped like some people escape or something and so it was funny because we heard that story and after Jess had heard that bark so she was like that's really weird <laughs> that is weird all of it in, in conjunction kind of definitely left us with the creepy vibe and so yeah that's that's the story of how we unknowingly stayed at a haunted Airbnb <laughs> but uh but Jay why don't you uh why don't you tell us one of your early stories I, I love this story yeah, so um, you guys heard us earlier mention the infamous Cathwood, which was a, a little bit of a ghetto neighborhood that shout we out, grew up shout in. Shout out Cathwood Townhomes. Shout out Cathwood. Um, so I was probably around seven to eight when this took place. And at the time, we were living in a small uh, two-story apartment. So essentially... In this apartment, downstairs, there's, like, the living room and the kitchen. And then upstairs are the three bedrooms, right? And I was downstairs with my uh, childhood best friend at the time. We'll call her May. And we're playing while my mom's, like, cooking us maybe some lunch or something. She's in the kitchen. And then I remember out of nowhere, like, just kind of getting the urge to show my friend something from a little diary I had at the time. And I wasn't very secretive, so this is something I usually did. I liked to, like, share my diary entries with my friends. So I usually kept this diary in me and my mom's room, because at the time we still shared a room. So we run up the stairs to go search my room, and we're looking everywhere, and we cannot find this diary. We're looking under the bed. I remember opening a couple of drawers, looking at, like, the table, my mom's nightstand, and we couldn't find it at all. So eventually we give up and we head back downstairs, kind of play for a little bit more. And eventually, I'm not sure why, but I kind of get a feeling that we should go back upstairs and check to see if I can find my diary. So we go back upstairs into the bedroom. We walk in and mind you, my mom has this big red like fluffy carpet. And it's like the first thing you see as soon as you open the door. And my diary is like laying right in the middle of this carpet. Like there was no way that we wouldn't have noticed this diary. We were searching the room before. So I remember I kind of felt like my heart sink because I was just like freaked out because no one else was in the home. At the time, Michael was either out or he was away at college. I don't remember. And my mom was downstairs, and it was just me and my friend. She was downstairs the, the entire time, right? She was downstairs cooking the entire time. And we saw the diary. And then I remember, like, looking over to my friend, and we make eye contact. And I remember her saying, like, her eyes kind of widen because she knows that we just went up there and searched <laughs> the entire room to look for it. So I remember she's a little spooked, and then she literally says the words, let's get out of here. And as soon as she says those words, the door slams shut. Not closes shut, it slams shut. 
And I think we probably screamed. Like, I feel like I remember like freaking out. I don't remember if my mom asked if we were okay or what happened, but we eventually just opened the door, went back downstairs, and I'm pretty sure we ignored it afterwards and just yeah. didn't talk about it. Basically, the experience of every single family member of ours, like, oh, I'm just not going to talk about that because that, that didn't just happen. Yeah, and I feel like that just stuck with me because I remember I literally still have the image of, it was like a little fluffy diary. And I just have the image of it sitting there in the middle and just me thinking, but we looked everywhere in here. Like, how did it get there? And I never got that answer. And the fact that you had a witness with you the entire time, too. I wonder if she would come on to, like, tell me yeah. what she remembers. But... Shout out, May. Shout out. Ho hope you're doing great. Um, and, yeah, you should come on the show and corroborate Jay's story. And, yes. and you know what? It's possible she even remembers it differently, which I think is also a fascinating part about all this is that people's stories sometimes uh if there's multiple witnesses to a story they might have seen different things which is always interesting because it'll still be anomalous but it's almost like it's catered specifically to the person oh definitely i mean i'd love to see what she thought because i just remember like i feel like she must have been freaked out because this wasn't even her house like she was just like it was just weird like we were both obviously really scared and we're young so we just were like what do you remember like asking mom if she had closed the door or anything like anything like that? No, dude, she was downstairs. We opened the door, like literally, like you remember, it's like a hallway. You open the door, it's a hallway, and then you gotta go back downstairs. There's like unless mom, which I feel like we would have heard her, ran upstairs and like slammed the door shut for no reason when we were up there. But no, she was downstairs, like still cooking. Like I remember going down there. And maybe I even asked her, was like, hey, were you up there? But she was probably like, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that story because I love that story because it's just so it's such a classic paranormal tale. Like we listen to a lot of Jim Harold's Campfire. It's a, it's like an old like radio show that covers people who, who like will call it and tell their paranormal stories. And it, it just it's, it feels like a classic tale because something like this happens to people so often. Um, it's crazy that. Like, we as a society don't talk more about these things and just say, like, yo, what is happening? Because this happens to a lot of people. Yeah, dude. So that's basically why we want to make the podcast, because we think people should talk about this more. We want to, even if we don't know exactly why it happens. And I feel like that's probably why people don't like to talk about it, because people don't like to talk about things that don't make sense. But yeah. I think we should. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that, Jay, because I actually I'm like curious about what you think some of these experiences mean like we're i'm sure like as we cover this like all of our different stories as we cover different paranormal cases what have you um down the road i'm sure we're going to talk more about our different theories about what some of this is but more specifically like thinking about your story hmm. it, it felt like someone was sent it felt like a message was sent is the way that it comes off to me because it's very you literally you found something that was missing and it was presented to you and then the door was slammed. What, what do you like? What did you take from that? What do you think it meant? Did you, do you think something was trying to communicate with you? Um, I don't know, dude. It almost feels like. And this is like in a lot of stories that I noticed, but it almost felt like something was messing with me. Like, I don't know. It felt it didn't feel like at the time, obviously, it was scary. 
but it oddly almost felt playful because I never really had yeah anything at least like that happen again. I did have some other weird experiences in that apartment, which we will talk about. Yep. Um, but in general, I've recently been getting into the theory that I just think human emotions are much stronger than we give them credit to. And I feel like that is probably somehow influencing this like paranormal activity. I don't know. Yeah, like like leaves like imprints on, on reality type thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. And uh, we'll definitely get into that a lot more in a later episode because there's like some studies I want to bring up regarding that. But um, humans' emotions are really strong. So, <laughs> sorry, can you hear my cat meowing? <laughs> I thought I heard him. Miguel, stop. You already got fed. My bad, guys. M- Miguel. Um, Miguel will be a, a recurring third host that will, yeah, he will. will appear every once in a while. You might also hear our fourth recurring host, Zelda. She occasionally will get into barking fits. Oh my god, Sally. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, my cat likes to act like he doesn't get fed. I just fed him. But um that's kind of just what I think. I think that humans are probably much more powerful than we give ourselves credit to, and I feel like we probably do imprint somehow onto locations and objects but we'll definitely have to get into that a lot more yeah it's so funny that you say like play like like the playful feeling because it's that's a very like you said it's a very common thing and not only is it like you know not only is it like a uh, like a retrospective feeling people who have experiences will report it like it, it felt like someone were playing a prank on it like a joke this actually goes back to like a lot of uh, uh, old lore about, you know, the trickster gods, right? Like, I mean, yeah. this is even going back to like Irish fairies and, and weird shit like that, where like people have always had stories of like the, the fairies like playing tricks on them. I'm not saying that what we're dealing with is fairies, but maybe it's the same thing, right? Like maybe it's people back then called it fairies. People now call it aliens or ghosts or what have you. Like there's always something we've given a like a blanket term for when just weird shit is happening. You'll notice that the stories we'll cover don't fit one thing. It's not, you know, just a UFO story. It's not just like a ghost story. It's like just weird stuff. Like Jay was talking about like you getting this feeling that you needed to share your diary out of nowhere. Like this is a common recurring theme. People for some reason just get feelings out of nowhere. It's like this weird, it plays on on an intuitive level. You'll hear me go on like a lot of my uh, ADHD uh weed gummy <laughs> rants right talk about consciousness and what consciousness is and uh yeah so i'll leave, i'll leave some boring stuff for another time but yeah this is this is my shit i love it there's so much cool stuff about it it makes us question what reality really is you know i i feel like it leaves us with impressions sometimes i feel like it leaves us with a message and like lately i'll i'll end on this thought lately i feel like some of these stories start to make a lot more sense if you think about them metaphorically, like a dream, when you when you think about your dreams, you're like, oh, I wonder why I had that weird dream. And then you can kind of start to interpret different possible like symbols or metaphors from your dream. And if you apply something like if you apply a similar like, I guess, like perspective to when you hear people's stories like this, I'm not saying that, you know, that they were just dreaming. Um, I actually think it was very when people talk about this stuff, it's it's very real. Um, but it almost functions like a dream because it feels kind of like metaphorical. No, yeah, I get exactly what you mean because I think 
context when it comes to these experiences is very important and people tend to like almost keep it as a background thing but uh sometimes if you think about where you were in life and any problems you had like I love my family but I had I had a, a little bit of a messed up childhood you know we we both had a little bit of a messed up childhood just, so just a wee bit just a wee bit you know just a little a little bit of like just light fluffy PTSD marshmallowy yeah. and soft it's you know it's it was loving ptsd but we love our family <laughs> this is not we're not shitting on our family this is i mean we're talking about and if you're hispanic you know this there's yeah, generational you know. trauma our parents did the best they could uh immigrating to the states trying to give us all a better life and that shit is traumatizing and that stuff sort of gets passed down you know so and I, and I actually think that's also an explanation for why people like so many of us have these paranormal tales, because it's a very common thread that you'll notice is usually stories will happen, you know, during times of high emotion, like trauma. Right. Yeah. You'll I feel like you'll especially notice that when we interview people, because whenever yeah. I talk to these people, well, for some people, it occurs during something like that. And for others, I feel like it does occur like out of seemingly nowhere, but it always has a profound impact on them. Like they get some sort of emotion from it. Yeah. Jay, what do you think? I, I have a couple more stories I could tell. Do you think or or should we save them for another another episode? What do you think? Like what? What kind of stories? <laughs> Since you told a story of when you were younger, I was gonna possibly tell like one of my early experiences. Or it's a pretty quick one. Yeah, go ahead and dive into that, dude. Yeah, so I think like I want to I want to kind of go back and and share a little bit about one of my childhood experiences. I think you'll you'll see themes of of this when I tell more stories down the road. Like there's going to be some that feel very similar to what I'm about to talk about. But yeah, there's so when I was a kid, and I'm talking like going back to maybe like three or four years old. Um, I used to scare the shit out of my mom <laughs> because. She would hold me and poor then, mom. And <laughs> I'm sorry, mama, I love you. <laughs> Mikeito. <laughs> she called me Mikeito, like little Mikey. Little Michael. Oh, Mikeito. I love you, mom. <laughs> I'm okay. Everything's okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep telling my mom we're okay. Um <laughs> but but yeah, I used to scare the crap out of her because she would be holding me and I'd be pointing to like an empty corner of the room saying that there's people there and I would be really scared saying that there's like figures in the room. Um, so she'd get, she'd always get really freaked out. This happened multiple times. And, but there's one time in particular, and, and, and it's funny that it, it's funny because when you, when you, when I was like trying to prepare for the podcast, I was trying to think about some of my earliest paranormal memories. And, and I realized that this story is actually like one of my earliest memories, period. Um, oh, yeah, because I must have been like, I don't know, like three or four. And I remember this happening specifically because of the strangeness behind it. So, you know, for, for nights on end, my, my parents can tell you about this. We probably, I think we have a recording of my mom and my dad talking about this too. Um, for nights on end, I would just like not, like I could, it, I would have a hard time falling asleep because again, like I was like seeing things, you know, in the room, I would get really freaked out. And so this kind of, you know, it was just happening for nights on end. And, and my parents kind of were a little bit at a loss as to like what to do. Cause you know, like they didn't, they didn't know what to, what to do either. And so there was one night in particular where just my mom was home 
my dad was out somewhere and I was in bed. I'm having one of these like nightmares or whatever you want to call them. And actually, let me let me backtrack. Let me let me explain the 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 layout of this apartment so that it makes more sense. So this was an apartment, this old uh, house in, in New Jersey, um, but it wasn't a house. It was like it was an old house that was divided into multiple apartments. And so the apartment itself was like uh, a room in the very front. And then directly in front of that was the second room. Directly in front of that was the living room. Directly in front of that was the kitchen. So if you're standing on one end of the apartment, you can see the other end of the apartment because it's all like straight, right? Oh, like, I know what you're talking about. You call them like shotgun apartments, I think. I don't know. Something like that or, or train car. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. My room was right to the, right next to the kitchen. So my room used to be in the living room. Like that, that room used to be my room at the time. Mm-hmm. That was two rooms away, basically, from the end of the apartment. So... I'm having one of these dreams. I'm in my room. I have my nightlight on because I couldn't fall asleep without without a nightlight on because I was so just absolutely freaked out from these dreams. And all of a sudden, I don't even know how to explain it, but like in the blink of an eye, I am in the front room, two rooms away. And I'm like looking down the hall to my room and I see my light turn off and I hear myself scream from two rooms away. I'm like watching this happening. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm like two rooms away watching my light being turned off and me screaming. And then my mom comes in there and checks on me. Everything was fine. I Like I'd fallen asleep. But like I, I saw myself. I basically was in the third wow. person. Like an like, out of body experience. Yeah, exactly. There was another time that was just like that too where um, there, there I have, again, another one of my earliest memories is I would get these really bad fevers. And, you know, you have like fever dreams type thing. This felt yeah. like a, I had a recurring like fever dream that would happen that that I would dream about over and over and over again. And it was me sitting on this large desert, the sandy desert, and these huge brick walls are in front of me and behind me. And they're just slamming shut repeatedly over and over and over again. And so like I'm like freaking out like in this in this fever dream because – these walls are slamming on me, but every time I'm like, they're about to slam, they just like restart and they, and then they slam again and they restart all within like, I'm talking like, it's like seconds, right? Like it happens really quickly. Like I barely have a chance to like process what's happening. It was a recurring nightmare. And in one of these instances, I was having this nightmare and I again have this out of body experience where I'm looking, I'm seeing myself, I'm looking at myself like like crying and and like like screaming because I'm having this nightmare and at the same time while I'm looking at myself doing that I'm also still seeing this like fever dream or vision or whatever you want to call it of these walls slamming on me so it's like I don't even know how that's even possible like to wow. have those both simultaneously occurring but I was simultaneously watching myself have this dream and I could see the dream basically no, I get it. Um, Sometimes these things, they sound impossible, but I feel like you kind of have to try and look at them not through the lens of like how you perceive reality, but more through just kind of like what you remember intuitively. Like it's sometimes it's hard to explain everything like on like like literally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. These experiences are hard to language. Yeah, because they're very, again, emotion based. 
and obviously it was profound enough to leave an impact on you for that to be like probably like one of your first core memories one of my first core memories and i remember i actually had a fear of tall buildings because of this fever dream like i was just so scared of these huge colossal things because in this dream they were so big but yeah i was like emotionally affected by it for years man dude uh we're gonna we're (laughs) definitely gonna have to go into a lot more of uh our childhood stories because that's yeah. a little piece of what Michael experienced. But um definitely I also experienced some stuff. Um our older brother William has experienced a lot of stuff, even though so he doesn't act stuff. like it. So matter of fact. W- William is actually he I don't even know if he would use this phrase, but he's actually had a near death experience. Like he he straight up like he was dying. You know, he was I mean he was about to die. Yeah, um, and he had an ad, you know he had a a, a near death experience, and it's funny because he, I think my brother kind of comes off as like as if he's like undecided on paranormal stuff, but then he like it's almost like in the back of his mind, you know, and like we're usually the ones to pry it out of him, and we're like, William, you don't remember anything else, and he'd be like, oh yeah, I remember actually, you know, like this happening. We're like, what, dude? How did you never tell us this? <laughs> yeah, William has got some like crazy stories, and mom does too. Yeah, she does. My mom has a lot of, like, I feel like my mom has, like, paranormal stories, like, all from different points of her life. Like, she has oh, a lot yeah. of different ones. So many. She would be listening to this right now, and, like, I know I can fail. I can fail. Yeah, she would probably turn it off. No, definitely. Um, <laughs> And I feel like another reason that we've been, like, just kind of, like, reexamining all this stuff. So... Okay, we also want to dedicate this episode. We recently had a our cousin, unfortunately, died a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And that has been very earth-shattering in different ways for all of our family members. But we also had some interesting experiences that came from that. So we're going to have to definitely cover that because specifically um, our cousin's little brother had many very interesting experiences yeah. we following we had, her death. We had some intersecting experiences, I think, too, with my mom, like and, and like some dreams that I had, some dreams mom had, dreams that Henry had, uh, my cousin. Um, yeah, rest in power, Eileen. We love you, girl. We we miss you. Everybody misses you. Uh, you won't believe it, Jay, but as you started talking about, <laughs> as you started talking about this, immediately as you started bringing up Eileen, uh, my light flickered twice. Eileen, you need to stop that shit, okay? You're freaking some of us out, okay? <laughs> you are scaring some of us, Eileen, but we love you, girl. We love you. Thank you for saying hi. Yes, we very much love Eileen. She'd probably be giggling at this podcast. So She would. I think she, she yeah, she had a lot of, uh, she, she would appreciate the inappropriate jokes and uh, and just, you know, making fun of our family a little bit. Oh, definitely. But, um, Rest in yeah, power, guys. Eileen. Rest of power, Eileen. We love you. The show is dedicated to to this episode and this show will be dedicated to her memory. Definitely. So yeah, guys, that was that's episode one of I Can Fail. I Can Fail. Man, um, yeah, thank you for sticking with us. And uh as uh, Jay said earlier, we're gonna be covering real cases, we're gonna be covering our own stories, doing some interviews. Um, we're also gonna be like reviewing horror movies. So like anything that's like horror, supernatural, any scary movies, we'll probably talk about things that we liked about it, like some cool facts. 
maybe we'll do like a scale of like Ike fails, like how many, <laughs> like how scared my mom would be watching these movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and so if you ever have any suggestions or or like topic suggestions, you want you have stories that you want to share with us, or you have like like cases you want us to cover. Oh, I wanted to repeat the email for everyone again. It's ikefailpod at gmail.com. It's going to be in the show description. A-Y-Q-U-E-F-E-O-P-O-D at gmail.com. Yeah, and uh, I know that we were thinking that next up, we were probably going to do a review of The Exorcist, which I haven't seen. Yeah, oh man. So like somehow, despite our love for for horror, somehow Jay and I had not seen uh, The Exorcist. I actually ended up watching it for the very first time like during Halloween just a few weeks ago. Um, and uh, it's amazing. I loved it, and I know Jay's going to love it. So we're going to watch that and and probably cover the sequel at some point too. But we want to start with a classic. Yeah, we are going to try and cover a variety of different movies too. I have some good uh, foreign films on the list as well. I want to yeah. get into some like foreign horror because, uh, you know, there's a lot of American horror, but I think foreign horror can have almost kind of like a different feeling to it. It could yeah. be a little to be Spanish horror could be a little scarier. Spanish reason. horror is scarier. There's something about when you hear these stories, guys. I mean, even like our family stories, when you hear them in Spanish, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna try to convey those emotions as well as we can. But some of it, it just sounds so much more terrifying in Spanish too, because um, it's like some of the war, like the verbiage they'll that they'll use. Like my, like when my cousin Kenya was talking about um, like a black mass, she she called it a bulto negro, which is just like. What a scary ass phrase! Like that, just it, it just black mass doesn't really encompass that, you know. Yeah, um, we're gonna do our very best to try and capture the spirit of those, and we'll definitely have to include some of those audios because me and Michael have a couple of different audios that we filmed of different uh family members just talking about paranormal experiences that they had. Yeah, we're gonna definitely play some of those clips and of course we're going to have to at one at one at some and we're going to have our family members on we're going to try to have william on we're going to try to have like some of our cousins uh when we cover you know some stuff for eileen and we're probably also gonna again like just interview some friends and family um we have a lot of a lot of people who have a lot of cool stuff to share so reach yeah, out for sure yeah guys reach out recommend different films it doesn't matter if it's um outside of america and different cases if you're interested. But yeah, guys, stay weird, stay, stay spooky. Stay, yeah, stay weird, stay spooky. Go watch some scary shit. Like ha- have some nightmares. You you're you're you can have some nightmares every once in a while, guys. Like don't don't be so scared about things. Yeah, guys, welcome welcome those experiences because I know it can be a little scary, but I think they're they're truly life changing. And for all you skeptics out there, stay tuned. Okay, we're going to have to hear more of our stories because some of this shit, it's going to be really hard for you to bat an eye at. Mm -hmm. We might change your mind. All right. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Love you. Peace out. Hasta luego. Vamos. Hasta luego. smile at the world no matter what you go through because that's what I did